0: Hey, everyone, we have launched Two Kids on the Block as an official podcast standalone. So in about two, three weeks, we will be posting exclusively there. It is still free to listen and free to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Thanks for listening.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Crypto Trends podcast. I am your co host, Camille Lafontaine.
0: And I'm Ben Wong, your other co host. On this episode, we're starting it off with something that we've never done before. We're having a kid on the show. Introduce yourself to the audience.
2: Okay. For those of you who don't know me, I am Mallory Martin, the CEO of People Pops Land and the creator of the People Pops. The People Pops are interchangeable, collectible, blind bag popsicle people toys which live in the back of your freezer in People Pops land which is powered by imagination and friendship.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing everything you've done. How how old are you and and where are you from?
2: I am 12 years old and I live in Carson, California.
0: All right, let's do it. So uh, what's your first question for us?
2: Okay, my first question is why do people buy NFTs? I've been learning about them a little bit, and so far all I know is that they're stuck in the digital word, world and that they're only good for bragging rights. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, so why do people buy NFTs? Well, first of all, have you ever played like a game like Roblox before?
2: No, but I've seen and heard about it.
1: All right. So there are different reasons people could buy NFTs. So on Roblox, people buy their digital currency called Robux, and they can buy avatars, like different types of clothes, different hats, different types of hairstyles. And NFTs are extremely similar to that. It's You can either buy it to look cool to someone else, you can buy it to flex to someone else. It's kind of like the Rolex of the digital world. And the other thing that makes NFTs more valuable to other people is the brand behind it. So they're, maybe Disney, or it is, it's, they have an app called Veve, and they're selling NFTs on there. And some of those sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars because Disney is such a huge brand that everyone knows about, and it's a trillion-dollar company. And this is just very basic human things that we do. We always buy things that would make us seem cooler or make us seem just like everyone else but the other thing about nfts is that you can add something to it which is utility so vive did this once with their james bond nft 007 where once you buy it you got like three tickets to the movie theater with that so nfts are two only on the blockchain you can keep them on there but the other thing is they're they're also able to do things in real life using online NFTs. Like, for example, I could make an NFT of a hoodie I'm wearing, sell it online, but then anyone who owns that, I'll send them a real hoodie in real life. You know, the the options are pretty much endless, but you aren't just limited to the picture, which most NFTs are. Essentially, they're just pictures on the blockchain. You can also put real life utility into those as well.
2: Okay, that's really cool. I had no idea about the sinew, the hoodie thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. While studying them, I I learned about Ethereum, which is used to purchase NFTs. What else can Ethereum buy? Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, that's a really nice question. So Ethereum is like a bridge from the NFT to the crypto world. It's the token used for everything essentially because ethereum was built different from bitcoin ethereum was meant to be a blockchain that people could build mm-hmm. off of as well as being a token that people can own and uh, the ethereum blockchain is like the most common currently though the one thing that people don't really like about it is the gas fees they are essentially the small it used to be small, but now it's pretty big. It's like $300. It's the price that you pay to buy something on the Ethereum blockchain. That's why multiple other alternatives are happening. And the Ethereum blockchain is like the app store where you can buy different things on it and you can build different things off of it. So, and all the cryptocurrencies, which are called ERC-20s, are like the apps on that store or NFTs that you can use to buy with them. And The currency of Ethereum on the blockchain are called Ether and that's what you use to buy things and you aren't limited to only using to only buying them with only buying NFTs with Ethereum. You can buy real life things as well if the store accepts it.
0: Mallory, it's kind of like here in the US, you have to buy things with a dollar bill. Kamea is from Canada and in Canada, you have to buy things with the Canadian dollar bill. On the mm-hmm. Ethereum blockchain, it's like its own little world, and instead of using a US dollar or a Canadian dollar, you use Ether. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, I completely understand. Because this summer, when I went to Africa, they had Rodden Franks instead of US yeah. dollars. Okay, so are there any, and if there are any indicators, what are they to will. NFTs
0: stay popular? NFTs, the idea of an NFT is not just in CryptoPunks or eFriends or a lot of those projects that you see. The idea of of an NFT is anything digital that can be owned and that's verified on the blockchain, the public blockchain. So I think while certain projects, we've talked about this a lot, me and Kamea on the show, that most projects that are NFTs, that are just art are likely going to fail but the idea of nfts as a way to kind of revolutionize how people interact whether that's go like a digital ticket to go to an event whether that's you can buy houses based off an of nft i think the idea of an nft and making it so that you can own things digitally i think that's definitely going to be, be really popular even more uh, Kamea.
1: and yeah i totally agree with you ben NFTs can stay hype if like there's a big community behind it. But usually the community approach, even with cryptocurrencies, doesn't always work out because eventually if there's nothing backing the NFT, like a utility, something that you could do with it, even buying an NFT, you could get a a VIP pass to an exclusive room or something. And it's NFTs are not like a product it's more of a platform so nfts are like a way to do something it's like a new way to do things so for example if an nft is like a material cotton and it all depends what you do with it
2: okay well thank you i have some new people pop nfts and i will be learning Mm. more about them so i can put them to use thank you
1: Congratulations with that. That's so awesome. Thank you for coming on. Welcome back all to the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh that was a really awesome uh questions from from her. Those were really good questions and it's so awesome that she's making she's trying to make her own NFTs. Congratulations to her for doing that. So let's just what do you want to talk about, Ben? What do you what's your first thing?
0: First, I think that's super awesome that she was able to come on the show and that she's really utilizing Mm -hmm. NFTs. Uh, She has a a brand that seems like it's a perfect fit for NFTs. And it's great that that she's so young, you know, 12 and and already looking for ways to implement her brand into NFTs. So here's a cool thing that I've been doing lately. I've been trying to see if I can accurately flip uh, crypto. So like invest in something, pull it out two, three days later and, and make some money. So I... I on Sunday, I put an order for Matic, Polygon Matic for $1.55 and that was on Sunday. So I don't know if you keep up with Matic. The current price is $2.05 in just four Mm. days. Unfortunately, (laughs) I sold it last week or I I sold it yesterday or the day before for I think it was (laughs) 1.95 was my profit. Uh, So so we got 20% returns in three days, which is kind of crazy. Kameh, have you experienced, like, trying to flip crypto?
1: Uh, yes, I have definitely tried to flip crypto. Um, I remember one time I was just trying to flip crypto before, but gas fees were so high. But uh. <laughs> trying to flip um Ethereum because it was, like, I was just trying to sell a bit of it. Like, I had $100 worth of it, and it went up, like, 30%. This was, like, a year ago. And gas fees were, like, so Uh I would spend all of my money trying to get (laughs) out my money (laughs) so the whole thing with gas fees volatility just trying to time the market I just think that like it's just a trade-off of time like so if you're gonna need to do it if you want to flip crypto you're gonna need to have quite a bit of money to be able to make like pretty successful gains and to have a chance at being successful and um Ben, do you like do you know anything about charting? Do you like look at charts to see what the crypto looks like?
0: Uh elaborate.
1: Oh, like do you draw trend lines by looking at the thing, looking at the different types of candle patterns? Do you do that?
0: Kind of. I don't look at them too specifically, but I do look at the <laughs> general, the most basic chart available and just seeing the you know, I, I like to look at my big thesis with with all crypto is that for the next few years it's always going to keep being very volatile, but every time it's going to mm-hmm. peak a little bit higher and then fall a little bit higher as well. and small. I, and I guess I was right with with Matic because last week it went up to one ninety four, and then it went <laughs> yeah. down to one point five five, and then it went back up to two. And then I think it's gonna go back down to 1.55 to, to 1.6 around that time. So this is the most yeah. basic form of charting. Yes, I, I did look at those.
1: <laughs> nice. So when, but whenever I try, I don't usually flip um, crypto if I'm being honest, because in reality, when you're looking at the big picture, we're both kids and we don't really have that much money to like experiment. Yeah. Whereas people with a lot of money are able to just pool from their big. Pot of money, they're able to like throw in five hundred dollars, yeah. test it out. If they lose it, no big deal because they have they're a whale. And the thing is that like gas fees really restricts me from doing a lot of transactions. Mm-hmm. Like, and also there's like a government tax that needs to be paid every time you make a profit in crypto, like yeah. a super big profit, like over like ten thousand dollars. And if you make a losing trade. You're still gonna owe money to them. Like if you lost oh, money, wow. you're still gonna need to pay the money, which is crazy. Which is why I I honestly, if you're really good at flipping, you do you. I'm not an investment advisor, but my whole strategy is just hold. To, to hold. Exactly. That's exactly what they do. And I always look into the future. Like I yeah. invested in this cryptocurrency, like $250, and they staked it, which is essentially like you a take savings account where you earn interest. This one like earns like over 10% interest every year oh, wow. and I staked it for eight years and I'm not going to touch it for the next eight years. Yeah. So when I'm 20 years old, I'm going to see if that actually worked, but that's why I love holding just like, for example, for the matrix NFTs that we did, you can see yeah. that they're being sold. People are offering like $500, which is already a lot more. That's oh, already yeah. 10 times more than people paid for it. Not including, not including gas fees because I bet a lot of people try using ETH and then they just got destroyed by gas fees. So a 10X is like a lot. Like compared to the returns that you get with some savings account, it's oh, like 0.02% yeah. yeah, yeah, 0. 000 sometimes. Tier, so. And then like, some people are like, oh, it's super high, 0.3%. <laughs> I'm just like, you can find some cryptocurrencies oh, that yeah. you can stake for like a couple years and you can like make a lot of money. So my point is, the ones who make a lot of money in crypto are in two groups, either they hold, or they build a project that they can make money off of. Yeah. So like, like Vitalik, for example, he made quite a bit of money from Ethereum because he made that entire platform himself back in 2015. Whereas people which have like the biggest holders of Ethereum made money by holding it. Like I saw this, I saw this meme. Whereas like. Dang, I I am so mad! I sold my Bitcoin at zero point zero two, and now it's at eight dollars. And that was in two (laughs) thousand sixteen. Imagine what they if they imagine one day they just look at Bitcoin randomly one day, and now it's at like fifty six thousand per Bitcoin, which is absolutely crazy. And that's why Ben, when are we gonna start our crypto project? That would be pretty awesome when we do
0: that. (laughs) That would be really awesome. Yeah, I mean, so so let's talk about the Matrix project real quick. So I know we've been hyping that up for one two weeks now. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 it was, an r- emotional roller coaster, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah. Kimea, give me give me your g- so the, they had a queue where um, you were randomly assigned a place in line. Essentially, Kamea was number three thousand. I was number thirty five thousand. So, so we, we both <laughs> have very different stories here. Kamea, what was your point of view w- with everything?
1: All right, so. Uh, i got up around eight o'clock my time maybe 7 30 and i was just looking at this project because i wanted to like spend most of my day looking at it and i woke up to the discord server being like spam people were like oh my gosh we're so hyped for this and all this stuff people were so excited and then the time for queuing came and then I have to say, I got relatively lucky Very to lucky. get number three thousand if i didn't if I didn't get number three thousand I would have probably been mega wrecked but um my essentially my experience i got in I was waiting for about an hour they had to um they had to pause it a couple times because I yeah. think the old limit was 25, but the Discord server was, like, revolting. They were just like, bro, this is such a scam. I'm not going to be able to get any. Everyone's going to get 25, and I'm going to, like, have zero yeah. left. Like, <laughs> so they had to pause the queue to fix everything and only make it five per day, which I'm kind of sad because I, like, prepared for, like, more than five, oh, yeah. but yeah. Um, <laughs> still a lot of people were super mad. They said this was the most whack whack nft release and i a part of me agrees with them because if you're like looking at them if you got into this like a month or two ago and then you get a queue like number sixty thousand for all your hard work and you've been weighing this all month it's a bit unfair like for a lot of these people a lot of these people got so mad that they didn't get any so they literally bought a early number for like thousands of dollars they would literally spend all that money because they're just like I spent all my time for this. I'm gonna get one no matter what. Like somebody I saw in the chat all these people selling their places in line for like they're like number two hundred in place or two thousand. And someone someone sold their place in line. They were number like five thousand, which is I could have probably sold it for more. They were number five thousand. They sold it for one ETH. Wow. A whole ETH for a place in line. <laughs> That's just so funny. And the other thing is that some people got scammed and they never got their place online so they essentially got rug pulled not even in the actual project yet (laughs) which is so funny because the demand for this was so high and it just shows you that even a successful company like warner brothers still struggles with releasing a successful nft project so the waitlist essentially went from it went from when i joined i think the earlier to join there's less people in so when you get entered into waitlist you get earlier number So when I joined, there was like 10,000 people in the wait list. And then after I got the NFTs, I rejoined. I was number 170,000 in line. So that means there was like so many people. It's absolutely crazy. So here is one of the biggest lessons. Get in early. And at the same time, for this one, it kind of didn't apply. Like if I'm being honest, it was randomly generated. And there was probably like a bunch of people that were like that. But I'm also glad that they didn't make the limit 25 because if it was unlimited, there would just be a giant troll that probably would spend like 500,000. Yeah, 500,000 just to buy all of them. So. Uh, I would like to ask you, Ben. I know you got like a later place. What was it like? What was the Discord server like? What was the Twitter yeah. spaces like? What was your experience?
0: All right, let's dissect this. By the way, 100,000 is good. Uh, you'll you'll <laughs> understand why I'm saying that in a second. So uh, I joined same time as you. We were live streaming. And I, I I don't think it was completely random. I think it was somewhat the earlier you clicked it. So yeah. literally, I clicked it though. Uh, they showed me exactly what time I clicked it. It was... Nine thirty-one zero four. so I was 4 seconds right. off uh, but I was number 35,201 <laughs> 35, that was my number um, so mm. I spent the day I couldn't wait so I spent the day just kind of monitoring it um, o- over the day I, I didn't get anything I, I saw Kamea's message come in at around 2 <laughs> he got his uh, and I was just kind of waiting and then I, I had yeah. my phone on you know throughout the day And in the Discord, I saw the Discord. People were kind of going crazy as well. Um, Really mad at them for the queue and always being paused and things like that. And then I was number 35,000. Towards the end of the day, there was 100 people left in line. There was 110 people left in line. I had one minute left remaining. And the line paused. And it was 10.30 p.m. No, it was 9, I think, at that point. It was 9 p.m., um, and the line paused and there's 110 people in front of me with one minute left to go and then I, I, I went to the Discord I waited there for an hour and a half took a shower, got ready for bed you know, hoping that yeah. we, st- we could still get it and then we said that, that they're, they're pausing it into the next day so there was, a, there yeah. was 100 people in front of me to get an <laughs> NFT and I, w- I stayed up late to try to get this <laughs> NFT and, and they paused it into the next day so, so that was a bummer uh, next day comes around I, I wake up early and, and try to see if I got it I didn't, uh, they kept it paused until 3.30 Pacific they reopened it at 3.45 Pacific and I finally got my <laughs> NFTs, I got 5 of them I think they're all relatively common nice. but I got 5 of them um, I, I sent it to the wrong wallet, I sent it to my MetaMask to work with, <laughs> with Palm so I, I, I'm, I hope that nothing bad happened uh, I, I still see my NFTs. I see that it went through. So I hope nothing bad happened. Um, so but I got my NFTs. At the end of the day, it's all that matters. I got five. You got five as well. So uh, later in the yeah. day, I joined back to see what number I would get. Or I think I was on accident. Mm-hmm. I was... Guess. Guess what number I was.
1: 160,000?
0: I was number 313,000. Oh my like, god. There was 313,000 people in front of me at that point to try to get. Oh it. my gosh. It was, wow. you know, there's 100,000 NFTs out there and there's like 300,000 people waiting in line. That's It's it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and to be honest, that there were many crazy. times when it was very, very mad at, at NFTs for, for making me stay up. <laughs> very late at that point. It was then like. 30 30 something hours that you know i was waiting for the nft but but fortunately at the end of the day i got an nft and it also got one that kind of looks like i'm gonna have that printed out and and, and put behind me Uh, so so (laughs) that was at the end of the day it was all good but but kamea do you think the project would have been better if it was first come first serve instead of random
1: uh, yeah, I think there would be a lot less people because when it was random, people got mad that they got early because it's kind of like their fault for not joining early because then they can blame themselves. Instead, yeah. everyone was blaming the bot, the AI that was giving them a random space. And it would have definitely been a lot smoother. There would have been a lot less um protesting in the, the Discord server. Yeah. And uh, another thing is that my dad got, so, I, so my dad, you know, he's like, the person that gives me some money to buy these fts he's like the person that gives me that yeah. and he tried buying his own fts but when he joined in he got, was like number he was over 100,000 in line and he got a wow. notification at 1 a.m and when he when he was sleeping so essentially he woke up and then his queue in line was like even more and he was it was all sold out it was all sold out when he was awake so it was literally like what are you gonna do i i saw in the chat like some people from japan were trying to get in they're like staying up till 3 a.m trying to get these NFTs. i know and it's just really just like who really has the time to wait wait all day which is why i thought it would be a lot smoother but there are some like important lessons that i would like to say that i learned about so lesson one uh the internet is full of infinite information it's become unlimited information has become super common whereas like a hundred years ago it was pretty rare to like get information whereas like you would need to buy a dance teacher or something get someone to teach you whereas you can just look up how to do this dance online you would be done so what's uncommon though is the desire to learn and act on that information so literally anyone can access this information but not everyone takes action on this information And so, if you really want to be successful in crypto, and yes, you can read everything else. You can read that something got sold for twenty million. You can read that something else got sold for six hundred fifty thousand. But if you don't do anything, if you don't do anything, you'll never make any gains, or you'll never do like you'll never make any money. Like my dad always tells me, like to ape into the project, which is like a metaphor to like how an ape whenever it sees a banana, it's always like, "Ooh, I want this banana." (laughs) 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 So, um. Uh, My lesson, my second lesson would be the NFT drop is in the middle of the day. And that is what kind of, we're always saying, like, always get in early instead of doing this, but a lot of kids have school during that time of day. Mm -hmm. And that's what we always have to take into account. Like, we're really, we're really lucky to be able to be homeschooled that we're able to do this. We have flexibility, whereas some kids have to be in school for eight hours. And that's the other thing. So We people from school, which is like 99% of like all American kids that go to public school, they wouldn't be able to get into this. And that's why you if if you have no flexibility, you have like a 0% chance of getting successful in crypto. Oh, yeah. Because I remember spending like late nights researching about crypto projects, researching about this, trying to become more knowledgeable. And not everyone has time for that. That's why when the December break is coming soon. The, for most people at school, you're going to have to make the choice between maybe instead of playing a video game, and I, I love video games, I love playing video games, but like, you could make the choice between the pleasure now, or working now as you're younger to potentially not be able to work as hard when you're older. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people might want to do if they're looking into their future while the December break, whereas probably not a lot of kids will do that because I love playing video games. But that's just a thought you should have. Number three, just like I said earlier, big brands like Warner Bros, literally like the biggest, one of the biggest movie producers in the world, had struggled to success an NFT project. Like they literally got wrecked by all the hate comments oh, they got yeah. on their things. Like oh, there yeah. was over like, I saw there was over like 10,000 comments on their Twitter posts, or just yep. like, I'm pretty sure Warner Bros posted something like, oh, look at our NFTs. There's so much hate. And they all got like, <laughs> so they literally ended up deleting the tweet because it got so much dislikes, everything. It was like trending for quite a while. And that's why, while you might be like, well, all the big like brands are going to like get all the NFTs and they're not going to be able to get in. In reality, these big brands are having as much struggle as you probably would yeah. making your own NFT. Lesson four. Regardless of all the drama that's happening in this project, in reality, the drama was caused over the people wanting to get in. Yeah, so demand. no matter what happens, you want to get in because there's no there's no such thing as the perfect crypto project. Like, uh, Bitcoin has huge problems, and it's like the biggest community. Like the big Mt. Gox hack that happened a long time ago, and that people lost millions. So please don't be afraid of the problems that happen along the way. Just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the gas fees. (laughs) They're going to destroy your wallet. Just enjoy because it's (laughs) fun just experimenting sometimes. Yeah. But all of these experiences that I'm having will help compound over time and they'll help create more like opportunities for the next one. One opportunity leads to the other. Like maybe one podcast could potentially lead to someone else that we meet that other person could lead to someone else just like whenever you do your young trap whenever you interview someone they could be friends with someone else and you could interview them and then oh yeah just like how you yeah. got like evan carmichael on your show and all that stuff it's just one experience can lead to another and the other thing is the more risks you take in life the less risky those risks become oh, i yeah. probably said yep. risk a lot of times in there but which at first doesn't seem very logical but it's 100 percent true like how experienced traders know what's going to happen because they've lost hundreds of dollars before so the next project we see that we really like i'm gonna definitely ape in as my dad says (laughs) so it's just all about the journey just like how everyone says but it's just honestly fun just experimenting all the time
0: yeah i mean yeah the, the matrix project i'm still looking forward to seeing if the super high demand and all the problems are gonna make it mm-hmm. more valuable or, or, or less valuable. You know, who knows? Um, but I think it was a good experience at the end of the day. As yeah. long as nothing went wrong with sending it to the wrong wallet, I'll be happy. And <laughs> I'm very grateful that I'm here on Pacific Time, homeschooled. You know, I sit up till 10.30, waiting on the announcement. <laughs> You know, I'm lucky. I'm Pacific time. That means that people on Eastern time or or Central time are at like up at 11, 12, 1 a.m. in the morning. You know, trying yeah. to do the same thing. So, so honestly, very honestly, I'm very fortunate to not have to have. You know, 10:30 is not early, but it's also not not amazingly late either. So let, yeah. let's talk about our next thing. Um, the Adidas Metaverse. And not just yeah. Metaverse, but Adidas is venturing into po-ops. They're venturing into NFTs. They just bought a plot of land. They're collaborating with Bordeaux Piat Club. And Nike is yeah. also doing the same thing. Uh, Metaverse yeah. with Roblox and probably NFTs. They have patents to do exclusive stuff with a Nike brand in the Metaverse. And do you see this as as a competition are they trying to both kind of compete to build the best metaverse the best nfts the best collaborations or do you see it as as kind of just both brands trying to venture and explore
1: Well, honestly, there's still so many people getting in that I honestly feel like they're just both trying to get in early. Whereas there's not much big competition where I was like, there's definitely some competition that people doing it right, like the Sandbox or Decentraland, they're doing it right right now. Yep. And the thing about Adidas is they're always like on the top of the trends. Like you always see the trendy people wear Adidas. They have those white Mm -hmm. Adidas shirts. They have all that stuff. Like they're always on the cutting edge of culture. Like when Kanye West was looking to launch his Yeezys, it was Adidas that went up to him and wanted to partnership with him. Also, the Bored Ape Yacht Club, I love the brand. It's pretty chill. It's nice, and it feels just like a natural. It's like one of the first ones that bought Bored Ape There we merch, go. Right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that just shows I'm a pretty big fan of Bored Apes. So imagine all those Bored Apes wearing Adidas clothes. That will not only make one brand, which is the Bored Apes, which is becoming more and more, more common, combined with Adidas, which is already known by like hundreds of millions of people. Combining them will make this huge. This will be absolutely huge. Combining the demand, the hype of Bored Apes with the just brand, like the well-known brand of Adidas. It's probably gonna be a huge success. So this may be another project we need to get into. Like, are these gonna start off at like a low price? Or like, it depends because usually Adidas clothes aren't the cheapest and board games oh, yeah. aren't the cheapest so yeah. it could potentially be for like the only like the rich bougie people that Here, are here's, here's an interesting
0: come on. But, so, so basically uh-huh. um, Adidas launched a pull-up that you could claim for free mm. it was the Adidas logo kind of spinning around and it was free to claim yeah. I don't know how many of them they had I think it was a good amount but there <laughs> were some people who, who claimed the pull-up and then they bridged it over by the way uh, a little explainer, pull-up proof of attendance protocol. They're kind of like an NFT, but they're on side chains, so they're free to claim, and you can claim them by entering a link or secret code. Um, So it's kind of like an unofficial mini NFT. And so Adidas made it so that anyone, they said probably nothing, and they put a link, and you can go claim it. I tried to do it. Unfortunately, I was too late. Um, But (laughs) some people bridged the pull-up over to OpenSea and i don't know how much the gas fee was to do that they're selling for $400, $700, $600, $700. Wow. This was a free poap that anyone could have claimed and they're selling it for that much money. It and it's just an, a show of the adidas brand and that people want to be, you know, kind of kind of part of this. Do you think Adidas is going to is going to make their, you know, NFT sneakers, NFT shirts, NFT pants, metaverse clothing Is it going to be super cheap like a fortnite skin is it going to be the same price as regular adidas stuff is it going to be super expensive as kind of like a a premium metaverse clothing
1: well i mean if adidas really wants to get the maximum success they're going to have to price it a bit cheaper for the more people to get in of course there's probably going to be some that are going to be like because in crypto they're plenty of generous people that give away money. Like when I, there's people that just join projects. Like one time I joined a project and they just, they give something called airdrops which is essentially free money for anyone that joins. And they got a free fi- a free $100 by just wow. joining this project which just shows how generous the crypto community is. Like yeah. every fork is free money. Like airdrops on Uniswap was free if you use the, the platform. So it's a very generous culture inside crypto. So it isn't very surprising at all that those free NFTs are selling for like $500, $600 because it just shows how like, how much people like giving away in crypto. Like, oh, yeah. The reason that it happens is the real competition is for a user base. The first person to build a big community is the one that's going to get most success. It's not like how it used to be. Like It's how whoever gets the most investors and all that stuff now in the digital world it's whoever has the biggest community will win backed up with a strong brand of course so if you minted your project tokens for free who cares just give it away like it's you lose nothing and you gain nothing and the people are what actually matters so you're essentially giving away these things for free while gaining an actual community so it's essentially called the network effect, where the bigger the network, the more people will speak to, and then it's going to go through this all this domino effect chain. And that's why Facebook always is just like, it grew so much because it recommended, like your friend is connected with this person. Would you like to send them a request? And it would always yeah. say that. And that's why there's billions of people connecting on Facebook, which is it's like the old Instagram. But like that's why so many people use Facebook. And the value of a network grows essentially exponentially, just like that way.
0: Yeah, it's like honestly, the crypto community is, is so generous. You know, look at Gary Vee yeah. who gives away five NFT, five NFT the night. Exactly. You know, or, or look at all these all these huge projects that you can join the Discord, and there's someone like wanting to give you stuff or or airdrops like like ETH Name Service. How everyone got yeah. airdropped. Um, some ens tokens Mm -hmm. and you know which are worth a few hundred to a few thousand a few thousand dollars each so let's get into a a really fun topic Um, there's they're working on this called nft etf so an exchange traded fund is essentially a in traditional terms a group of stocks uh, or commodities or, or a group of assets that you can buy and trade in mm-hmm. uh, on the market. So I could you know, f- make a fund full of gold and then Kamea could buy mm-hmm. a share of my fund uh, and then sell it you know, as my fund is good or, or buy it if my fund is bad, whatever. They're working on a NFT ETF, basically a group of NFTs or investors that pile in and that that fund buys NFTs, and, and with the hope that they're gonna be a good long term investment. So, I wanted to do something pretty cool. Let's pretend me and you both have one million dollars. Listen carefully. Here are the ground rules: mm-hmm. a V friend is fifty thousand dollars. A board eight mm-hmm. pack club is two hundred thousand dollars. Maybe that's a little cheap. We'll do a V friend is fifty thousand. A board eight club is two fifty thousand. A CryptoPunk is five hundred thousand, uh, and anything else. If you know the floor price, you can add it in. Kamea, if you had okay. a million dollars to invest in NFTs, how would you break it down?
1: All right, so, like, so I can only spend this on the NFTs. So this is entirely yeah, yeah. just for NFTs. A million dollars just for NFTs. All right. So first of all, just like you were saying, it's kind of like creating an index of culture like everyone knows the culture of like the Bored apes which is like such a cool idea because it's essentially like a roster of music artists that you can put onto a label yeah and you can sell the label because the names includes all of the artists so I love that it allows you to spread your risk all over individual groups so that means if one person fails the other you still have all those other people so like um I would buy Around like thirty percent of the money or forty percent into V Friends, because I feel like Gary V. He's always in it. He's like one. He's an awesome, like developer. He's like he's always in it. He you know he does his stuff. He does his research. He always makes videos, and he's someone that I there's a lot of room to grow grow because there's still, um there's still it's still relatively new in the NFT space. And next I would go. 40% as well in board API club because just as you see, if 250,000 is the floor price for that, you see that some of them are selling for 20 million. That means you could easily resell one for two X gain or three X gain. And there's still same thing with their new Adidas partnership. There's a lot of room to grow. Whereas CryptoPunks, I'm going to do a little less. Not, I don't want to spend as much on it more like 20% of the money to buy just one of them because it's a bit less volatile in my opinion because it's more of an original it's like the original i remember watching a video back in 2018 about CryptoPunks. it's like the original nft and it's a little bit less volatile it's kind of like all the values are already pre-decided maybe one is already maybe one can sell for a lot of money but as you can see i just see on i just see on the um the open sea they're just not as volatile as they were before whereas board apr club goes up a thousand percent goes down a thousand percent whereas crypto punks kind of goes a bit less and um what's something i can use as a bet bet where the energy is bet where the energy is because a lot of the hype and energy is in board apr club anymore It maybe a year ago it was all in crypto punks but now that hype is going on to something like V Friends, uh, Pudgy Penguins, all that stuff. And that's why um, I'll have to leave about 5% to some more risky new like NFTs, like Matrix Ones, yeah. the yeah. smaller NFTs. Because the smaller market cap, just this is with crypto and everything, the smaller the market cap, the more volatile it is. So... Yep. Bitcoin is becoming slowly, slowly less volatile because there's such a huge market cap. Whereas three yeah. years ago, like fluctuations from a hundred to like thousands of dollars was huge. Now it moves from like a couple ten. When it moves from ten thousand dollars, people are just like, eh, it's what Bitcoin does. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and that's why it's slowly becoming more of like a stable. It's a bit more stable. It's still not. It's still pretty volatile. That's why I love stable coins because it's just a quick way to keep your money at the same price and i just want to keep that low five percent for an opportunity to grow something into huge like if you invested like five hundred dollars into a sandbox nft you would probably be swimming in money right now because the sandbox is like one of the most volatile in my opinion because it's like it fluctuates by so much i saw it one day up two thousand percent down five hundred percent and it's just another thing to add is like the metaverse like it's becoming more and more scarce for things in the metaverse just like how in real life there's a law of land in the world and that's why everyone was trying to conquer it maybe 500 years ago and so that's my allocation to that essentially what would you do if you had all that money
0: yes I, I really agree with you on, on with CryptoPunks and following the energy so CryptoPunks is you know the gold standard the Apple, the Microsofts yes. of of NFTs, and and the price definitely. I, I don't think it's even possible. Can you buy a board uh, uh, a CryptoPunk? Is it, is there any listed right now?
1: Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone is just holding them for like yeah. a million years. Like everyone is <laughs> like, there's literally none for sale. All I see is like last three point seven ETH, last one hundred and forty. <laughs> They're not for sale. It's just all. It's just all already sold recently sold like the most recent one sold i'm just looking at the thing right now the recent selling the most recent was like a week ago for a uh, crypto which is may seem like a short time but in like nft terms that's a long time yeah so i think more people are just holding it for a long time because everyone knows CryptoPunks. everyone knows those pixelated yeah. icons and yeah they're just holding it there's literally none for sale i'm literally scrolling through all of them
0: yeah, I sure. would. So, so, so to answer the question, I would do. I like CryptoPunks, but I'm 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 a risky person, and I think Boardy Bar Club <laughs> has a really cool brand. Like like you know, you yes. don't own a Boardy Bar Club yet, and you're wearing the hoodie, and Adidas exactly is partnering with them. It's just you know, Steph Curry has it as his profile picture. You know, it's it's a really cool brand and a really cool community. I think I would put fifty percent into Boardy Bar Club and 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 there are there are sub-projects like mutiny back club and all those kind of things because i i just love the brand so much and the community behind it it's like a gut feeling it's not even explainable but but for me at least when you look at a cryptopunk versus a boardy back club the boardy back club just has this shine to it that's like really special yeah you know? and then so 50 yeah. percent into boardy back club um just because I, th- I think it's a really cool number two. I like going with the number two, number threes, like Ethereum was kind of the number two to Bitcoin, and still it is. is. You know, number two, number is <laughs> Polygon, same thing. So I think I would. I, I'm pretty comfortable putting fifty percent of my of my fund. So five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I think I can buy two or three. <laughs> but but five hundred thousand dollars into buying a boarding backup, uh, a, uh, ape, and then I would put. I'm going to be really, really just into a few projects. I would put
2: mm-hmm.
0: 30% into V friends because I think Gary V can do a really cool thing. But I also think at the end of the day, it's a subgroup of people that are going to be big, uh, Gary V's yeah. biggest followers. Whereas the kid on the street might wear a board of black club uh, on, on his chest mm-hmm. on a hoodie versus I think yeah. it's still a more specific people people who are really going to find value in an ambitious angel, you know? Uh, so <laughs> 50% board, a back club, because it's a culture. It's, it appeals to everyone. There's no one that doesn't like it. Like Holly Jenner wanted to buy one. There's, there's, there's nothing else like it right now, other than crypto bunks, which is way above, you know, the budget we have. So $500,000, 50% into board, back backup 30% into buying V friends, which is 30% of a million is $300,000, so I can yeah. buy ten V friends, uh, and you know be able to go to V con. I'll take you with me. <laughs> so 10, 10 V friends, uh, two or three, <laughs> board ape Yacht club, and then I would set aside twenty percent to to just invest in the future projects like the matrix. You know, be a whale nice. and yeah. just ape into all of these huge projects. <laughs> so that's how I would exactly. do it. 50 percent board ape, thirty percent V friends. Uh, so number one for the culture, number two, because of, of Gary V, and number three, just to experiment, have fun, maybe, you know, ape into the next, next CryptoPunks. Um, let's talk about our, our next thing. And oh, I think right. it'll be the last thing for, for today's episode. And these are about free NFTs. So right now I only have one, you mm-hmm. know, paid NFT, or, or or I guess five, but one yeah. project of a paid NFTs, and that's the Matrix. But I, I do have a lot of free NFTs, like the Macy's NFTs, the um, yeah. the DC Universe NFTs, and these were all free, free things I was able to claim, and I think I have some pretty rare ones as well. Now, Kamea, do you think these? free NFTs are are gonna have value in the next five to ten years
1: i mean it's kind of like i like to think of it like those mcdonald's happy meal toys that you get for free for buying a happy meal some of those sell for thousands of dollars just because you have them from like 80s and i feel like if you hold for something long enough like i saw something from my grandma's house she had like a an old model of, like, a toy car, and it's worth, like, a $1,000, which is wow. pretty crazy. And it's kind of, like, if you have enough culture in something, enough nostalgia, like a Pokemon card, or, uh, like, it's pretty hard to get, like, a Nintendo entertainment system these days because oh, like yeah. it's the nostalgia. That's yeah. why a lot of people try to, like, buy them because, like, they love the nostalgia. I think they definitely have the opportunity to. Not every single one will, because maybe they don't have enough strong enough brand, not enough hype, not enough community, and it's just like, as we were saying, if you just look at all the NFTs are here, you can just see V Friends board ape their charts of activity. It's just so volatile. Whereas I see yeah. the um the CryptoPunks. It's all flat, and then just a big spike when someone <laughs> yeah. bought something for twenty million. <laughs> so my question is here for these NFTs, I have a quick question. Definitely free NFTs have a potential. My question is, in the bear market, which is probably gonna happen pretty soon, will all these NFTs suddenly become super cheap or do you think the communities will be super strong and hold up?
0: That's that's a good question, really good question. I would say I'm pretty comfortable saying that in a bear market, the, sorry, someone's walking upstairs. Yeah, this is a really tough question. I'm going to, I'm pretty comfortable with saying this. I think there will be a few, a very few projects in the bear market that will not be very affected by, by, by the bear market. I think CryptoPunks mm. is a good example of one. Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape. No, maybe not Mutant Ape. Bored Ape Yacht Club, CryptoPunks. I think CryptoPunks for sure isn't going to be affected because everyone who, who owns it are such important figures that I understand, you know, this yes. whole movement. I think CryptoPunks is going to survive very easily. I think Board Ape Yacht Club might go down a few thousand. I think, though, at the end of the day, it's not going to be cheap. Even at at its lowest, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be cheap. Exactly. V friends uh, V friends, I think there's a possibility that it does go down. I think Gary V's okay with that. Because you know, he always mm-hmm. talks about he wants to kill everyone who who has paper hands. Or like financially, not <laughs> not physically. You know, he <laughs> wants to get them out. So I think V friends there's a good chance it might go down. But I think it's the second it goes down, it's gonna get snatched up like that. So I think it's gonna be yeah need to be very aware and trying to catch these deals really quickly. But I think I'm pretty comfortable saying CryptoPunks is gonna survive at its price. Boarding back club might go down a little bit, but even at its lowest, it's not gonna be something cheap, and it's definitely gonna rebound. You know, to even greater heights. Not like the stock market and what happened with the dot com bubble in two thousand. And then I think a lot of smaller projects, the ones that are, are that are based solely off of hype, that are based solely off of flippers, you know, projects where everyone's in it just to flip, uh, the projects where everyone's in it to make money, I think those ones that are sitting on the line are definitely going you know, <laughs> to fall off the cliff. Uh, with the bear market, I think the only thing holding them up right now is this huge movement in NFTs where everyone just yeah. wants to buy whatever's out there. Uh, but I'm pretty comfortable saying that Will be a few projects like crypto Sport, if that club be friends, that at the end of the day, yeah. will still be pretty valuable and will only increase in value afterwards. What about you?
1: Definitely the smaller ones that are just increasing by some hype and that huge NFT hype right now are definitely 100% going to fall. Well, I have to agree with you. um Those, the bigger ones with the higher market cap, are going to stay a little less volatile and are going to stay pretty relatively high and my plan because i'm going to do so much research i'm going to try on literally everything during the bear market because that's the best time everyone loses hope during the bear market just like there's a there's an old quote where it's it says style. buy it's called buy when there's blood in the streets even if yep. the blood is your own So essentially that's just saying when everyone's scared and everyone's like that, even if you are the victim of that, you still have to try to see what's happening and do all that. So if like something potentially dips down to super low, I'm definitely going to get in. Like if there's a board ape that somehow probably not going to happen and like (laughs) never, but probably if it like dips down to like $500, I would get it. I would 100% get it, but most likely it's not going to happen. But because this podcast is going to be just, so so popular when the bear market hits because when the bear market happens the smart people always look for the information that they can speak for yeah just one final thing before we might want to end this i want to just talk about digital scarcity moving from real life to the metaverse so one thing that inspired this is like there's this news report and this is what says on it the metaverse is no joke. As someone just paid six hundred fifty thousand for a digital yacht, yacht. NFT. Yeah. Which this is the biggest. This is. I looked up the average cost of a yacht, and it's five hundred thousand to ten million. That means the first <laughs> this yacht is just is a it, they spent more money than the floor price of a yacht, in the digital world. Which just means that more and more people are seeing that the metaverse is becoming a little less. Of just something that's going to... Like a passing fad. It's becoming more and more... Because maybe one person... Like buys something for a million. Well it's just one person. But more and more people are investing... Like millions into the Mavers. Like just like what Mallory said in the beginning. Is this going to be a passing fad? Is what she said for the NFTs. In the beginning. And essentially with all these people investing money. Most likely it's not going to be a passing fad. Yeah. But... Bitcoin and the blockchain introduced this whole concept of digital scarcity. For as long as the world has been, or humans have been around the world, we've always had a vast amount of resources. We've had like a lot of gold, a lot of lumber, all that stuff. And these things are super relevant and they have a very high supply. Like when it's often used, like have you ever played, I don't think, have you ever played Warcraft, Ben?
0: Uh, No, but, but versions of the game.
1: Nice. Alright, so in Warcraft, um, they have their sort of commodities and the commodity is like it's a basic good used in a business that is interchangeable like lumber, oil, gold, silver. So in Warcraft, you can mine gold, lumber, and farms food for your community to grow. But these things are in such high supply that they're pretty affordable. And even with inflation, they're still relatively affordable because they have such high supply basic supply and demand says that if there's a lower supply the demand will be higher and vice versa so this means that the price will go up when covid hit the government started printing a lot of money and the value of dollars started going down because there's more supply more supply means less demand vice versa so here's the point i want to make when you create a way to, to have digital scarcity online, just like how Decentraland or The Sandbox does it, there's just like this f- f- uh, 1,000 by 1,000 grid and you can only buy inside that grid. You can't like make it endless. It's not an endless grid. Right. That's why the scarcity, that's why some YouTubers, influencers are spending hundreds of thousands just for a big plot of land to put their icon on it. And... You can create things of value at a very, very low cost. Like, I bet um, when they were creating those CryptoPunks, they probably didn't expect it to be as valuable as they are today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They probably spent, like, a fraction of the money creating those as it is worth today. So, <clears throat> and when things are scarce, people will, people will pay a lot to own them. Just like CryptoPunks, there's only 10,000 of them, which... Yep a normal person would look at it like, oh, it's 10,000. That's, yeah. That's a lot of money. Oh, not a lot of money. A lot of things. Or like the same with the Matrix, 100,000, there's enough for everyone. But in reality, there was like a chaos in the yeah. Like Everyone was like, dude, I want like three, but I'm not going to be able to get even one. <laughs> <laughs> and it just shows you how much demand can really be. Because in reality, there's like hundreds of millions of dollars in the world. Yeah, But In this, there's only like 100,000 NFTs. And uh, have you ever heard about like Naval Ravikant before, Ben? No. All right. So he's like a really cool guy. He gives like a lot of good advice. He has an awesome podcast. And there's a quote by him. It says, those who believe in old money will eventually lose their money to those who understand what the future might will be. Another way of saying that is like, if you believe what money was yesterday, you are going to lose that money to the ones that know what it is tomorrow, which essentially means the person that is looking at money at what it was 100 years ago is going to lose their money to the people adapting, the people growing, the people building upon this new ecosystem of money. And the world is changing. And with crypto, it's going to change even faster. And we're laying go of the old things maybe our parents wanted maybe they wanted us to have like a a degree or stuff and all that stuff and i'm gonna definitely i won't be a doctor but there's other ways to make money now like people can make yeah. enough money for the rest of their life by buying one lucky nft yeah it's crazy to think about that because that usually wasn't the thing before oh yeah because like i could have like maybe like back in the 1900s i could have wanted a gucci sweater but now with like the NFTs, everyone wants a a board Ape hoodie because why? I don't really care about the brand Gucci, but I care a lot about the brand Board Ape. That's why I literally spent like $50 on this hoodie. And that really just relates to the value is what a person gives to it, which is why a lot of people always say, why do you buy these NFTs? It's such a dumb thing or all that stuff. But NFTs aren't the picture itself is not particularly valuable it's the value someone allocates to it It's the value someone believes is valuable as that and every day somebody creates a new type of money when 2009 when satoshi nakamoto made bitcoin he just invented a new form of money when vitalik in 2015 invented ethereum he invented a new form of money every single day people are deciding what is valuable and that is why Whenever you're thinking about something, if you want to be successful in the days to come, always remember that quote If you believe if you believe what money was yesterday, you will lose it to those who know what yeah. it is tomorrow. Great and quote. that's just like a really a really awesome quote, which is just so simple, but there's so much ideas into it.
2: Yeah, d- definitely. That's it's that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say.
0: That's a great quote. Um just, just always be looking towards where the money is next. I want to touch on a few things before okay. we end up. First, another quote that I really live by is I'll be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others yes. are greedy. That's why now when I when I'm doing my flipping of, of crypto, I have like I honestly, I sold it at 1.95 and it was like one two it was it was um 30 000, zero 32 so it was 12:32 a.m in the morning when this happened mm-hmm. um and so I, I had that set up a long time yeah. ago to, to sell at that point you know if i held on to it i would have made
2: yeah.
0: you know forty, fifty 50 dollars more if i held on to it mm-hmm. until but but it, I, I i wanted to do that to make sure that i wouldn't get greedy uh when or i made to make sure i wouldn't get greedy and then and then lose everything you know, to to make sure that I'm, I have these preset mm. boundaries, and it's also a, a really important thing to look at in in life overall. Yeah. Right now, we are in an NFT environment where yeah. a lot of people are, you know, not not to offend anyone, but a little bit greedy. You know, like it's yeah. a heavily, heavily large environment about making money uh, NFT as, as a way to make money and, and, and of course everything I guess you could say you can make money from you can make money from garage selling you know anything like that but I, I think right now there's a huge culture of the price of NFTs and the idea of the culture behind NFTs is, is kind of a secondary part of it and so I, I would really advise everyone not a financial advisor but to, you know just always be fearful when <laughs> others are greedy but then when everyone else is fearful of this huge bear market that's the type Time to be greedy and buy everything up, not when when everyone is you know hyping things up right now. Uh, and of course, there are a few projects that are the exemption. I hope the matrix is, uh, but always to keep that in yeah. mind. And and let's go back to two thousand one. This was before both of us were born. But in two thousand one, with, with the dot com boom, a lot of you know blue chip stocks like yeah. Amazon, Apple, they all kind of you know dipped to, to, to really low prices. At, you know, Amazon in, in the dollars. Facebook in the dollars. Yeah. But then at the same time, those companies eventually got back to where they were. A lot of people though experienced that time as kids or as teenagers or as 20, 20 year olds, 30 year olds. And they took that experience and then went on to found internet companies 10 years later. Do you think we're going to see something similar? If, if we do have a bear market next year, year after that. And a lot of people fail. And do you think there will be a group of people you know, not affiliated, but a group of individuals who experience that, come up with ideas, and in 2030, you know, launch a huge NFT thing, or at that point, is it going to be too late?
1: So, yeah, totally, definitely. This is just, it's so early still, these NFTs. Like, we both probably heard of NFTs early 2021. We haven't probably heard about it before. And it just shows if you just look at the past from 2017 to now you just see have you seen like a trend of like ceos of companies stepping down like how jack dorsey recently stepped down from twitter the ceo of disney ceo of microsoft stepped down and on this quote like a ton of ceos are stepping down even i see elon musk tweeting hey hey guys should i sell a billion dollars worth my stock he literally makes a pull if you take someone like a businessman from the like 1900s they would be like what the heck are you doing <laughs> yeah. man they're like that's so dumb but in reality they're seeing what money is going to be tomorrow that's what they're seeing yeah. these are some of the smartest people on earth like if right. you want to see if you want to see where money is going look at the richest person in the world look at what they're doing cuz they have already done it so Bezos Elon Musk are selling their own stock what's going on these are signs that this is the top this is the top this is how high it's going to be And they're believing that stocks aren't gonna, there aren't the new money, they're money of the old. Stocks were invented hundreds, hundreds of years ago. And they know what's happening out there. They know that people are ravenous, they want NFTs, everyone wants that. And when people are so greedy, they're going to be succumbed to their greed. Just like a good example is like, I love the Lord of the Rings, as you already know. The dwarves, one of their traits was they were so greedy that the king of the dwarves became so greedy that he he ended up living his entire life mining for gold, building up his gold supply until his entire mine was overcome by a dragon. And then he got snapped back to reality and ended up dying to his protection to the gold. And this just shows because Jack Dorsey, he left Twitter like, what, yep. five days ago? And he was he's a huge part of the Bitcoin Community. oh yeah so next time i think this would be a good time to end it off next time let's discuss what that would mean for Definitely. the whole twitter what bitcoin community um what would you like to say for the baby steps this episode been
0: baby steps let's see i would really advise people um and and i'm sure the majority of you guys have done this already at some point out of curiosity i would say go on OpenSea and just like look at some of the projects like Take the top 100 yeah. projects, and over the next week, and this is really fun, by the way, and just like go look at them, you know, number one to number 100, and just look at the art, look at the utility, look at which ones do you like the most, which one do you think, have you yeah. seen one of them walking around in the streets, you know, I think that's a really cool baby step, is to lead with curiosity. And, you know, go to the OpenSea rankings and just take a look at a few projects. See what makes them different. Uh, you know, see which ones you like, which ones you dislike, why. And, and just explore. Just let yourself go yeah. on a computer for a few minutes and explore where it takes <laughs> you. And, and, yeah. and just and just be curious and see what it leads you. Uh, what about you, Camille?
1: My baby steps would be like what our guest does. What our guest said today to ask questions and do what they say, like follow people on Twitter that you like, see what they're doing, look at all the new trends, see what you think, where you yep. think this is going to go in the future. Ask questions, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CryptoCoinKid1 and at Benjamin Wong. Uh, his Twitter is Benjamin J. Wong and official Benjamin Wong yep. on Instagram. I'm just CryptoCoinKid on Instagram. And we, we're still kids. Like sometimes... I forget that I'm just 12 years old and I'm still just I'm still relatively I'm still relatively young to the crypto market and it just shows our um our guests she's the exact same age as me and she's already trying to make her own NFTs. Yeah you should do that no matter how old you are, no matter if you're 30 years old or if you're 10 years old. Try to give that spark of curiosity because a lot of the things we're trying to do for this podcast, we just want to inspire and spark curiosity into you, you guys to try to have this drive oh, yeah. into learning more yeah. because that's really all you need. Once you get that spark of curiosity, you can do whatever you want. You can once you have the drive to learn, you can learn literally anything. And since we're only kids, we are honest and transparent. We're not biased. We don't we aren't sponsored or anything. We aren't biased to anything and we're still uh, not sponsored, but it's going to be an answer. It's gonna not sponsored yet. That's what I have to say. Not sponsored yet. But it's going to be super fun. We just we just want to put some spit, skin in the game. We want to be known as early people in the NFT, in the crypto market. I already got some credibility. Ben already has credibility because he's like a young entrepreneur. He started like six years ago. And we are just, we want to welcome all you. Welcome To this crazy journey with us and it's gonna be a long ride but it's gonna be a good one
0: i think that's a perfect way to end this episode thank you guys so much for listening to this episode uh, of our crypto talk and i hope you just learn a lot from the talk with mallory we had if you're interested in coming on the show you know feel free to dm us or tweet us uh, and we'd love to have you answer a few of your questions to all you kids out there and I hope you just take all this and and go be curious. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that what we're saying, if it confuses you a little bit, I hope you you go have the curiosity to go and research it more. And it's so fun. Yeah. Just, I do it myself, and I'm bored going open sea and and just look at some boarding back clubs I'll never be mm-hmm. able to afford for a while. <laughs> um, but I think it just lead it with curiosity. I think that's a really hidden secret to success in this entire crypto world is just to be so insanely curious that you that you browse and that you research so much that that one day you might come across one thing, one project, one coin, one metaverse that will change your life. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you next week.
1: Thank you so much. Peace.
0: podcast is intended to provide general information and opinions. Please refer to your own research and discretion when making important financial decisions.